Hello and welcome to the official podcast of the Australian Securities and Investments Commission. In this episode, we'll be talking about digitisation, changing consumer expectations, disruptive business models, innovation and the future of financial services. I'm Greg Yanko and with me today is the Chair and CEO of the Ontario Securities Commission, Maureen Jensen. Welcome, Maureen. Thank you. So, Maureen, in Australia, we've had a range of issues highlighted by the Financial Services Royal Commission, which has really led to a deficit of trust. And this has also uh, created some significant regulatory challenges. Can you tell us about some of the key regulatory challenges in your jurisdiction? First of all, we're the only securities, uh, the only um, um, country right now without a national securities regulator. And so we have learned how to... uh, negotiate and work together in a challenging environment. But uh, all of us, whether it's in Canada or globally, we are all faced with, I would say, the same regulatory challenges and or the same um, challenges that are uh, going to impact our, our regulatory regime. First of all would be uh, the technology, how technology is uh, moving uh, fast to change not only consumer expectations, but also how uh, regulatory services are delivered. And uh, those challenges also extend to the, um, to the uh, regulators themselves. Second of all, um, demographics in, uh, in our first world countries, in developed countries, uh, we have an aging demographic. And as a result, um, most of those people now are faced with actually um, uh, being in the, um, the deaccumulation stage of, of their lives. So they're very focused on um, on uh, the kind of service that they get from their uh, financial services, um, the costs of those services, and um, also uh, they want to be able to engage with those services 24-7. And so technology is a, another key area. Well, the first thing is that, that, that comes to mind, of course, is cybersecurity. And uh, so cybersecurity is something that all of us who are connected to a web of any kind have to think about. Um, Ten years ago, no one was talking about it. Today, it's the top risk Mm -hmm. on every single business, including regulatory businesses. And so um, there's uh, now a focus on expectations of all market participants, having a good um, cybersecurity in place, um, understanding what those risks are, uh, identifying their high-risk information, and being able to carefully um, deal with that. Uh, and we've also put in a market disruption plan uh, that is acro- that is national, and uh, we're going to be doing this year, we're actually going to be doing, we've done a tabletop exercise, we're going to be doing a full-blown exercise on market disruption. So definitely cybersecurity is, is one area that uh, I think all of us are dealing with. The second is uh, around innovation and allowing this innovation to uh, occur within the financial services. And so we're alive to the fact that it needs to occur. We know that our rule book um, currently does not explicitly allow for this. It doesn't disallow it, but it doesn't explicitly allow it. And expectations have always been around face-to-face interactions. And so um, we need to think about uh, changing the rule book and updating that. But more specifically, what have we done? Uh, We've put in place uh, something that we called OSC Launchpad. And what that allows us to do is a safe place to bring in new businesses prior to coming in for registration, to understand the, the regulatory regime that we have, to be able to ask questions about what their expectations are going to be, 
and to really think about how they can fit into the regulatory, uh, the, the regulated regime. Most of these businesses are so innovative that they're, they're uh, changing their business model and innovating every single day. And so they have to understand that this is a highly regulated business and that consumer protection is at the core of it. The other thing, of course, is that everyone is starting to talk about whose data is it. Is it the firm's data? Is it the client's mm -hmm. data? Is it the regulatory data? And so I think, you know, we've seen the, the uh, change in, in the UK, and uh, pardon me, in the EU with the new data protection laws. That, I think, is going to sweep, sweep the globe, and we're all going to be focused on that. But open data is a very big topic. Yeah, right it's, now. it's certainly having an impact here. And I think another thing, and an area I'm really interested in, is artificial intelligence mm -hmm. and, and the impact of that on financial services. Again, some really great innovations, but there's also the concerns that we uh, see about whether the whether there's appropriate testing and, and what happens if thing, the thing makes the wrong decisions. Have you got any innovations in that area as well? So we currently don't have innovations in that area. Obviously, everyone is looking at, at what can be done in that area. AI is, uh, is important to be able to uh, troll and, and use it, uh, be able to develop uh, new thinking to look for, let's say, um, new areas of market manipulation and, and whatnot. But AI, uh, when it comes to um, advising or when it comes to portfolio management, is interesting because you actually, there, there needs to be some controls around the AI. It's, it's interesting, you know, the... Um, uh, there, there was uh, an AI app that was launched on the internet uh, in the U.S. probably six months ago. Within 24 hours, people had taught it how to be the most vile person ever, just simply because it had no controls around it, and it only learned from what its inputs were, and the inputs were quite awful. And so I think in AI here, if we're thinking about portfolio management and advisory, you have to think about what are the core rules? And it's not just our rule book, but what are the actual outcomes you want? That's really interesting because I, I guess um, my thinking is that, well, it's, it is those inputs. Should one of those inputs be ethics? One of the, the careers for the future will be ethicist. Right. And it'll be on everyone's uh, in everyone's company. Right, I'm probably a bit old to get into that, but uh, <laughs> we'll. Uh... So, so we've spoken a little bit about technology and innovation. So, what else is happening in Canada in terms of the evolution of financial services? So, I will tell you that uh, one of the the big changes is um, the idea of uh, robo advising uh, is really taking off. Uh, we're seeing also uh, robotics or, or, you know, artificial intelligence now being used in portfolio management, and that is moving things forward, looking for ways to tweak alpha in, in many of these products. Um, in, in our jurisdiction, it started out very small, where we had this, uh, some new uh, entrants doing um, robo-advice, where the whole KYC or onboarding of clients no longer is this long form. It's somewhere between three to seven questions, and they put people into model portfolios, much like advisors mm. are doing today. Um, and But what the interesting thing here is it's not just the launch of so many new businesses using this, but now they are actually uh, taking these products, white labeling them, and the biggest uh, institutions are starting to use them. So there's these multiple offerings that are actually targeted at different size client portfolios. So I think we're going to see a huge evolution. Right, and some big challenges for all of us as regulators. Big challenges, 
Uh, but you know, you look at it from a consumer point of view. If they get um, a good portfolio that, and they can, they can. Uh, some of these portfolios, they can be a hundred dollars, and they still accept them as clients. And the costs to them are twenty basis points or less. So this is really good, especially in a low interest rate environment. The other thing is, if you look at, you know, we were uh, discussing the fact that. Um, in, in um, first world countries, what we have is an aging demographic. In, in third world countries or developing countries, we're seeing a demographic where it's all young people who all want to just deal on their cell phone. And they don't have any money. These kinds of products are perfect for them. So, uh, and they're also perfect for in a country like Canada, um, there's many parts of northern Canada that don't have any services whatsoever, but they have the internet. Mm. So they're perfect for that as well. Well, Maureen, thanks for your time today. We'll be back with another episode of the ASIC podcast shortly. If you have feedback for us on this podcast, send a tweet to ASIC Media. We'd love to hear from you.